Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 80. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. And please, if you like what you hear on the show, share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that truly understands the path they are on. Now, inspiration comes from so many places that I find if I'm not listening, I may miss it. Thankfully, last week, I was listening. Today, I will share with you a few truthful messages shared with me by some incredible, insightful people. Their words are reminders for us all to stop, listen, consider, and re-examine the depth of grief our family or our friends are experiencing on a daily basis while the rest of the world walks by. are put in your life for a reason. Good and bad would probably be equal partners in this particular belief. But what I'm getting at is this. Although we may not understand it at the time, I find that there has been several times in my life when I can pinpoint something that has happened where I later discover the reason or the benefit. Now, sometimes these things that happen are much smaller and seem insignificant and are sometimes actually quite insignificant in their impact, but they lead you to something that leads to another and then the first thing just becomes the initial catalyst. You see, if you are willing to see these instances, the things, if you are willing to identify them and grab a hold of them, then stuff can start to happen. Now, here's a specific example, this episode. So if you've been a listener for a while, then you may have come to know that many of my episodes come from something I've experienced or something someone has said or shared with me. A good example of that would be an episode that was created because I saw an older gentleman in a car near the doors of Costco, waiting for who I assume was his wife. I go on to explain my reaction to this through the eyes of grief. Right or wrong, I felt that he did not understand how precious he should treat the time with his wife. Because at that very moment, I wished for just another day to walk through Costco together with my late wife, Colleen. I may have referenced how my view was all based on perspective, and I wished for everyone to somehow have a similar perspective, all due to loss and grief. Now, on to how this episode and its title came about. Grief Doesn't Fight Fair is a brief but powerful statement recently shared with my bereavement group by my friend Tina. She simply said in a matter-of-fact manner, Just as cancer doesn't fight fair, I believe grief also doesn't fight fair. And as soon as I heard her say it, 
I knew I had to write it down. And my other friend Anne was sitting next to me and also reacted the same way, turning to me and saying, ooh, that's good. That's so accurate. And you know, it is. That statement and the power and truth within that phrase is just spot on. Grief doesn't fight fair. Because it comes and it goes on its own terms, without warning, no matter what you are doing. Another detail that was brought up that night is how grief never leaves you alone. My message today is clear. If you are supporting someone through their grief, or are new to grief yourself, be aware that grief is unpredictable, tenacious, and downright unfair. Not only in the first weeks or months, but even years down the road. It doesn't wait for milestone moments or times when you are alone when you are better able to deal with it discreetly. It doesn't subtly touch you gently and then leave your side quickly, but more often it shows up unexpectedly and overstays its welcome. Not that it ever was welcome, but I think you understand my meaning here. So as I sat down to begin to write out some thoughts on this episode, I decided to put in my earbuds and drown out the outside world for a bit with a little music. And when I did, I found yet another profound phrase that struck me enough to write it down as well. I was listening to Luke Combs' song, Growing Up and Getting Old. I don't know it well, but I've heard it when my kids play his songs. And somehow, this particular time, I discovered a phrase within that song that struck a chord. The lyrics are this, In the middle of growing up, I'm getting old. Now, I immediately thought, that's such a good way to describe how getting old seems to suddenly happen. But moreover, my thought continued to this. That's how it is with grief as well. Now, I ask that you come along with me here, and I think you'll probably agree. Here's how I would change the phrase to match life after death. In the middle of living life, I'm suddenly wiping tears. The point here is... Any plans that I've made, plans that we've made, are now suddenly gone. A life we had planned, one that we were currently living, was all at once derailed, altered forever. And yet there are some who are wondering why we may not get over it yet. Of course, that's the worst case scenario, but there are people out there that are like that, asking that question. Now, in the middle of loving life, I'm suddenly wiping tears, sometimes alone, sometimes with others, most every week. And the myths of grief begin to show and impact our lives during these first months and, honestly, far beyond. I'd like to go back to the grief myths and phrases for a moment, like getting over it. Now, let me be clear. I believe I will get through my grief I know it will ebb and flow like the lapping water at the edge of a beach, but I will never get over my grief. I believe as my love will never end, so too will my grief of that lost love. A second common myth comes from the thoughts some people in your life may have when chatting with you months after your loss. They may feel awkward. It's understandable, and they may not freely speak of your loss or your loved one, as if they were to say, I I didn't want to say the wrong thing and remind you of your loss. 
Now, this specific situation has echoed through several stories I've heard firsthand from people on their own journey with grief. And I'm still surprised to this day about this specific belief. But at the same time, I can understand it at its core. The message I need people to understand is this. I want you to speak of my late wife. I want to hear shared memories, and I need to laugh of a time long gone, because those are my happy places in which I want to live. Don't think that you speaking my wife's name will suddenly remind me that she's no longer here. That realization comes every morning I wake alone, and every night I go to sleep with no one to discuss the day or to kiss goodnight. So I personally encourage you to speak their name. Tell me their story, and let us together keep their memory alive. I'd also like to share with you a couple more insightful comments I've recently heard through my bereavement group, in fact. And if I haven't said it before, these people who gather, discuss their grief, and share their stories in hopes to help others on their path with grief, helping guide them through this experience, this is one of the strongest groups of people I have ever had the pleasure of knowing and am thankful for them being a part of my circle. The first phrase I've heard a few times before, with several different yet similar wordings, all with the same message. The reason this speaks to me so well is that I've discovered, while grieving, you may lose belief in yourself and the manner in which you are grieving, sometimes feeling more lost than ever before. Whether that result is due to people you hear talking about a supposed deadline of grief, or others who may ask if someone has gotten through their grief yet, the end result is the same. You feel you are doing it wrong, or worse, you feel you are over-exaggerating your feelings of grief. If you have ever felt that way, here's what I suggest you hear in your head and feel throughout your heart. The extent of which we love is the extent of which we grieve. Take a moment to absorb that. The extent of which we love is the extent of which we grieve. The way you grieve is your way. It's the right way for you, and it lasts and is as intense as it needs to be for you. No one can take that from you. I recently posted this on Instagram. It's your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. These are important words. Hold on to them and support yourself with this message. And finally, I ask that you consider the following when it comes to better understanding why loss is felt so deeply and for so long. This came from a good friend, a past priest from my church, and the founder of our bereavement group, who often adds gems of knowledge and insightful understanding after listening intently within our group. So consider this. Your heart has been filled with drops of love from your special someone over the years. So you may have been married or known someone for 10, 25, or even 45 years. Understand that it will take a considerable amount of years to stop the constant pain from your heartache of your loss. Your heart aches from the lost love that it was so used to being filled with. Years of love suddenly lost 
will take years of grief to heal and become whole again. So as I wind down this episode, I'd like to remind you of the message today. Grief doesn't fight fair, which is to say, be aware that grief is unpredictable, it doesn't give up easily, and it tries to shape you inside and out in ways you may not want. For those listening who are new to grief, know that you will change because of it. To what extent? That's completely up to you. So be strong and try to be yourself. And for those supporting someone through their grief, know that grief is not as simple as the initial loss. It runs deep and long and surprises the most seasoned grievers even years after their loss. Your knowledge of grief will provide you with a better understanding of what your friend may be experiencing, even if they don't share it all with you. Your patience, your kindness, and subtle guidance will be needed. So give them that. And I'll close out with an unattributed quote I found to be very insightful and quite enlightening. It speaks to the depth of grief as well as its potential lifetime presence. I haven't heard your voice in years, but my heart has conversations with you every day. So thank you for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am so thankful for you being here each week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I'm glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels on Facebook or Instagram. Request to become a guest on the podcast or contribute to the blog with your very own story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And also, I invite you to connect with me directly via email, tim at journeytograteful.com. And more importantly, you can give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and share your story or your personal struggle or successes. Call 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-2428 chat or you can text me at that number and you don't have to leave a voicemail 262-298-2428 and remember if you like the show please share the podcast with a friend take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show it goes a long way in helping the podcast get in front of those who need the support. You can go to journeytograteful.com and you can choose the leave a review button on the homepage or on the podcast page. And lastly, if you're searching for a more effective way to walk this path with grief and find a way forward, I invite you to consider engaging directly with me in my experienced-based grief coaching. Whether you appreciate the benefits of a bereavement group, but don't want to wait until next month, or you'd like to try a one-on-one -on -one coaching option directly with me, you can learn more at journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. Engage today in month-to-month experience-based grief coaching, which provides you support when you need it. Your access to the group or myself is virtually 24-7. No more waiting until next month's bereavement group. 
And again, you can go directly to journeythroughgriefcoaching.com or you can click the grief coaching link at journeytograteful.com and discover if this is something that could benefit you today. Now, as I say goodbye today, I'd like to speak to those who have lost a spouse or a significant other who has been part of their life every day at their side, shaping their memories and planning their tomorrows. I saw the following on social media last week and held on to it because of its truth and its honesty. And I'll freely admit it speaks to me so very much. Here it is. And the hardest lesson to learn is how to be alone all over again. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.